It's episode four of Spooky Second. Five of Spooky Second. That's right. And it is time for Dungeons and Drag Queens. Ow, 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 ow. Roll that 20-sided die. Are you ready to get thickening? Thickening, no. Thickening, This week we talk all about acting. We talk about what this challenge means to us on a personal level and what we would do if we were in these circumstances. And how we're so thrilled the three-way drama is gone, but now there's some other shit in the way. Now there just seems to be drama thrown in to just fill time. I'm looking for DR8G drag. That's what I want to talk about, and that's what I want to see. Drags. If we were to only talk about the drag, this episode would only be 10 minutes. Can you handle it? Kelly, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. M. Mom! When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. I just took a bite of pizza. Hi, Hello, folks. Hello. Hello. Hello, Fuggly. We are your ghoulash ghouls, and welcome back to Spooky Seconds. I'm feeling spooky, are you (laughs) Yes, I am! That's right, the Boule brothers have launched an all-new season of Dragula, Titan, so you got your wish, and baby, we're doing a recap show, Mama. Dragula. Mama Hunty Work Boots. Well, I feel like strapping on my work boots to get into this sleigh, Tina, Herney. And if um, you're um, playing along with my drinking game at home, yes. drink every time someone says, just have fun. Just have fun out there. Just get out there and have fun. Uh, last week was the no, sci-fi... Me, can ho- I read the okay. last week? Last week was the sci-fi horror challenge, and the monsters got into some major drama, all while Abora kept her back to the camera. I mean, what exactly is two-faced behavior? Because I think Meatball and I consider ourselves the mirror mirror that has two faces. Two faces. Starring Barbara Streisand. Um, Eva, call in. Do you know? (laughs) The fright feat was nothing. Gravitron? A fake out? They didn't do it. Who knows? They weren't all and there. Hoso and Victoria Elizabeth Black both won that main challenge with their floor show looks. Kendra and Abora were up for elimination, and Abora was saved again. Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> Kendra. Let's, so let's see what happens this week on an all-new episode of Spooky Seconds. <laughs> Episode 4, Dungeons and Drag Queens 2, Into the Underdark. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, when was the first time they did this? This was the season that Land Landon Insider was season. on. Yes. And it was a regular, degular season. Yes. And this was this really amazing moment because... They like filmed everyone turned the it acting scenes in like a cool way that didn't look like TV cameras, and everyone was like, "Why doesn't it always look like this?" Mm-hmm. I remember okay. that everyone lost their fucking minds. Now I'm not here to bring up any Twitter drama, dick pics, but what's going on? I mean, Something that's like made its way to our inbox. This that's like week. that's not like a stolen snuck. That's not like someone was like. It's public. It's out there for the world. It's like posted by her, right? Now I'm not. Yeah, I think that this account is one of the contestants. Let's not say who. One of the contestants we maybe stumbled upon. Name is. No, because then people will go to the account name. I think it's okay if the account is a public account. But But see now, but then we're putting them out. Like clearly, they it's not attached to them. Okay. Holy shit, I'm watching it come right now. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my god. Are you into it? Are you excited? No, I don't find this contestant particularly attractive, but Not for you. 
Not for me, but in in the world of being attractive, yes. And they have a big old penis. Well, I it's something about these Dragula girls. They be doing the the they got the meat the porn the the pornography a lot more than some of the other girls. Yeah, yeah. Okay, stun. Well, good for you. Keep that dick out there. <laughs> So the episode starts, the, the Divas, the Dolls, they walk into the room with the long table. And they say... The boudoir. They say... What? It's called Is the that boudoir. the boudoir? What's the other... What's the serve vodka room called? The cauldron. The cauldron. Have you and what's watched call, this And show? what's it called when you give someone a blowjob when they're shit, shitting at the same time? A blumpkin. A blumpkin. Okay. So everyone is saying that they want Kendra to stay... Um, she's yeah, a better it, time to have around than a board. So now it's all about who's the most fun girl. Well, the general consensus was at this point, somehow, everyone is finally over Abora's behavior. But the last two episodes, everyone was all about it. And so everyone is like, yeah, Kendra. I think it's Kendra. Kendra's going to stay. Kendra's the one. We want Kendra to stay. And of course, the entire time I'm thinking, well, Abora's about to walk in at any given moment. Yeah. Um, also, you remember Abora gave that really impassioned speech in the cauldron last week where she said, you better hope I'm the one that gets dropped because when I come back, I'm coming back swinging. She was like really. Yeah. But I don't understand. Like, so everyone got so upset about it, but I was like, uh, we're in a competition (laughs) setting. This isn't the worst thing that's been said in the room. Just all she said was, "You better hope I don't get dropped." Like, and everyone's like, "She wants to kill us." I hate her. I was like, "What is happening?" Unabashed Abora apologist. You especially Melissa was so offended by it, and I was like, "Girl, you might be overreacting." Did you clock that Eva with her like little hood looks like that Kermit meme? It was like Kermit Sipping as Obi Wan Kenobi. No, not drinking the tea. The Kermit meme with the cloak. Um. No, I didn't. What? Wait, where? When are you talking about? When she's in the cauldron, just like what she's wearing. Oh, her day look. Yes, her day look. Yeah, she looks like the Kermit meme. Oh yeah, she looks exactly like that. (laughs) Oh my god. uh, What? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so Abora comes back in. She attempts to make an apology, and this is like this has intervention written all over it. Everyone is going like. You've said this before. You've said this before. You said these same words, but action speaks louder than words. And Coco literally... Is there literally... something going on off camera? I don't understand. Maybe. Okay. Eva straight up says, we don't want you here. And Coco says, I don't hate you. Because Abora was like, everyone hates me. And Coco was like, I don't hate you. I just don't need you here. Like, you're bad for the competition. So bye. Yeah, but they were saying she was bad for the competition because she's, like, bad vibes and she's not fun and, like, things like that. And I was just like, I don't know. It feels as though this whole thing has been forced upon her. Like, she didn't really have an option but to not be fun because everyone was talking about her relationship with the other two people. She literally could have been like, meh, meh, and then just had a good time. Like, she didn't have to succumb to all of the shit around her. Like, she is actually in control of her own behavior. And we see this a lot. And you know who we see a really beautiful example of this from? This this particular episode? Coco Kane. Coco Kane. Because Coco, not to spoil anything, but Coco rose above every scenario, just stayed in her own lane, stayed focused, was cute and fun to the camera, gave tons of good talking head. Like, Coco made great television. I think a lot of other people are floundering inside of their own feelings, and they need to, like, step back and be like, oh, yeah, it's a TV show, doll. And I think Coco is doing that really well. She knows what's up. She's yeah. a smart girl. Um, how about when when um, uh, Coco said, like, you guys are still fucking dick riding Abora, and um, Astrid says to Coco, you know I would do the same for you, Coco. I believe in you. And oh, then they yes. cut to her voting out Coco on the first episode. I died the shade! That was incredible. 
Attention competitors, please make your way to the main stage at this time. And so they make their way out to the main stage and they're given the challenge. And mama, the challenge is Dungeons and Drag Queens level two, the Underdark Challenge. They say that they're going to teleport their drag characters to the realm of sword and sorcery. Now, do you say sword or sword? I say sword, like the word swarthy. Which that word is actually swarthy. Well, it's not if you say it like the word sword. Um, and they're they are tasked with creating a fantasy look inspired by wizards, barbarians, warlocks, and elves, and they present the look live on location at the Renaissance Fair. Uh, okay, I was looking for corn dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the shut down for the season Renaissance Fair. I was thinking to myself, now wait a second, where are all the peoples? Well, because they used to do that with that one weekend that was like Dead Blood Weekend or whatever, and they would go Dead out. Blood. What was the name of it? I don't know, but it was Desert on season... Death. It was like on season two, I think. It was really dope. Plus, Dusty teams, Dusty Dick Weekend in the Desert. Or yeah, because they were dusty when they came back. They need to memorize and act out a live-action role-playing adventure in the Underdark Maze. Which okay. we later find out, I thought that they would mayhaps be put in a maze and have to figure out how to get out and we'd get some cool drone shots from above. But no. Me too. They were in a room on a set that wasn't, no, though it was, it was at the Renaissance Fair. It was at the Renaissance Fair, but I, they kept saying maze and I was like, oh cool, they're oh, going to be tasked gonna with like, a maze. they're going to have to run through the maze with like GoPro cameras on and act out the scene without dropping lines and without resetting anything as they're like trying to solve the maze. Like I was like, that's going to be cool. Instead, Didn't we happen. got um, two walls and uh, a, t- a table in the middle. And, and um, some fight choreography. Now, the Boulets <sighs> say you don't get to determine. No, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Are you yes, I have. So, I'm not super into it, but I've played it a couple times, and I've done full, like, six-hour campaigns. Okay, so when when you play a game, it's referred to as a campaign. Yes. And when does the campaign end? Whenever, like, whenever you find a conclusion to the quest, which sometimes isn't actually completing the quest, but it's, like, getting out alive. Got it. And um, the dungeon master sort of like dis- makes all the decisions and decides what the quest and the rules and everything is, right? Yeah, the dungeon master creates the quest and everything beforehand, and then you come in and you get your game cards, and then as you're playing, they're not a player; they're like the game leader, and they make up and tell tales. They're like the boulets. they talk like Astrid. Yeah, I wouldn't want her to be my dungeon master. <laughs> You'd be like, babe, we gotta move. I'd be like, along. mama, speed it up. Huh. Okay, so um, now I'm going to basically the Blue say, we've rolled our dice behind the scenes. and Behind j- the scenes. I would have, you know what I would have liked to have seen is some pre-roll footage of them rolling the dice, just sitting in their <laughs> living room and their bare feet at home, and figuring out say, what to make these people wear. We're going to determine the race and class of your characters. Abora got a dark elf druid which I don't know what a druid is. Victoria got an elf priestess. Coco was an elf barbarian. Erica is a gnome rogue. I don't know what a rogue is. Astrid is a human bard. Eva is a human paladin. I don't know what that is. Paladin. Paladin. Hoso is a dark elf ranger. Ranger, I assume, is like a a forest ranger. Like a Like a... Parks and service person. And Melissa is a human barbarian. I want to see them roll the dice. No, I'm saying, why did they pretend like they got the assignment the moment of? I don't know. They've been doing that the whole damn season, saying Mm -hmm. you have to go construct this or whatever. And it's like, we all know that half of them paid for it. Maybe I'm just fighting the wrong fight. Let's take a break. Don't fight with these two old men. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. 
I always think about my work week and how busy it is. And I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How, what would you use if there was extra time in your life? If I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yep. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think like that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world but those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different you, those are things you can talk about with your therapist mm -hmm. if you're thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online and designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapy anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. Okay, we are back. And the other thing we find out is the Fright Feet is a physical... Uh, uh, competition. It's a tug of gore on special location. Basically means out at the Ren Fair where they're doing the do. When they um, do a hole! <laughs> they, they dug a hole and they put a bunch of gore in it. When they do a hole and put red Kool-Aid in it. <laughs> now tell me what happened. Um... The teams got split up, and it was Abora, Eva, uh, Coco, and Hoso against Astrid, Victoria, Melissa, and Erica. Hoso says that Astrid has a really punchable face, but I never wanted to punch a face more than right now when Astrid was over on the other side of the hole dancing around. They were really trying to drum up some drama between these two groups of people who probably just wanted to go start getting makeup on. Not, um... Abora At, falling in. Well, Abora fell in quick and sort of gave up, but not that line. Like, Hoso really gave it to it in the interview chair. Astrid already has a very punchable face. I don't know. But I never wanted to punch that face. Well, here's okay. I'm going to say something, and I don't want to sound negative towards Hoso because I'm obsessed with her. But doesn't it seem like her tune has changed this entire episode? Oh, like I it, think from the very fucking beginning of it, instead of like defending Abora like she normally did, or even being neutral towards her, it seems so opposite because now she's like, she's gone. She's bad vibes. I don't want her here. And now she's against Astrid, who you were like lovey dovey with and talking about your relationship with. It's like, so now this episode, the three of them don't like each other at all anymore. I, I, I'm going to say this because I also love Hoso. And when she was and on the drama. When she was on our podcast, she was very clear that she knew what was happening when she was making the TV show. And I think she also saw how certain things got edited on her season, how they sort of saved up the ammunition of like Hoso's drama backstage. And then there was a whole mega cut. Girl, I think of her she getting was zipped like, into that suit. Yeah, her getting like zipped into maybe the most complicated costume of the season. Oh, God, she's high maintenance. She oh, needs how help. dare she need help? <laughs> Mama, uh, I think she's got a friend on the production team. And they were That's like... That's what I've been saying from the beginning. That they were she's like, in there to stir shit up. The wink us to the camera drama. was the biggest clue. Give us three-way three drama on episode two. They were just on a world tour together. You think that they didn't sit there talk about how to get her to go fuck around on this set? Girl. Because, yeah, she's over Abora. Her other love, Astrid, she's like, I want to punch her in the face. I, I was don't like, think she loves either of them. I think yeah. she likes making good TV. Her boyfriend called her the night before this and said, baby. <gasps> do -do 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 I have some intel. From a boots on the ground. Were they the house down or just back? 
House down. You're not even going to believe who it was. Okay. Told me that this season they were actually separated, sequestered, sequestered, and had their phones taken away. We got a phone call that said the same thing. Oh. But I didn't share it with you yet. I was going to play it later. Oh, well, we'll still do that. We'll cut this out then. No, Um, I like this. You got direct intel. That's amazing. So when they're saying who's coming back... They, they really don't. They know. actually don't know. So there, but but there is. But th- this person also did say that there is still some acting going on. And like, Girl, of, of course, course, there's acting. You know what the acting the, is. Well, we're about to get to it. <laughs> okay, um, so who won the 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 tug of war? When, when I will say this, team, when a, the, when oh. Abora goes in first, it looked. I thought it was a little quick. It was a little quick. Maybe she just stumbled and sort of lost her footing. It looked like Coco was like pulling anchor. It looked like she was maybe going to take the whole team back. Like she was going to save it and have the other team lose. But then eventually they got pulled in. So, listen, Alyssa, I wouldn't the- want to be on either one of those teams. That's a bunch of fucking twinks. I would knock them all down. Well, you would be the anchor. You're the one they tie the rope to. Honey, oh, give them caboose. Look at their little tiny little legs. They not only got a muscle. Remember on. how they did this on Squid Game, but then the people died? Well, okay. Let's talk about it. Let's get some of those games going on here. You're trying to murder all these people. Make them jump across a little hopscotch thing up in the sky, mama. <laughs> so, um, Melissa, with her shirt off, looking thick. Erica, Victoria, and Astrid are the winners. And what we find out is that there are two scripts for this acting challenge. There's the regular quest script, and then there's the cursed script. And the cursed script involves some, like, language fuck-ups and some twisted things to be confusing. Yeah. Which would you choose? I mean, obviously, I would have cho- chosen the regular quest script. Easier to memorize. Yes, but even if you could have read both of them. Because this, the curse script was way funnier. The regular quest script, even though it was easy to memorize, the story was dumb. Well, they the just like both of them was dumb. Well, <laughs> so don't start all that. <laughs> Whoever wrote those, I'm like, there was maybe no... they made sense to D and D people. Yeah, that might have been it, but it was like this brings up this. I think brings up a really interesting thing, especially about reality TV. It's something that like women Alaska talk about all the time on Drag Race, where they're like, "Don't do the easy thing; you do the challenging thing because it makes for the better story arc." Mm. And you have to remember, it's not just about winning the challenge at hand. It's not just about the tug of war in front of you. It's about the perception, the audience, the producers. Like it's about all of that, and so. I think the competition is explaining what it is. And Astrid even says this. She's like, I liked the cursed script because it's more challenging and there's more to do with it. But I think the quest script is the best thing for our team. And honestly, I would say, I think they probably chose it because of Victoria. Yes. But it was still the fucking downfall. Most she's ever talked in an episode as well. Oh, truly. Yeah. They finally were like, all right, the threesome's done. Let's bring these divas back. Um, the losing team yes. claims the cursed script and is it's more challenging for them. Yeah. Actually, it didn't seem like it was. They seemed like they were rehearsing better. Oh, they knew the exactly what they like, were Like, they knew exactly on. what they were up to. Uh, Eva Destruction is an actress, so she, and well, she said not everyone can be a thespian. And then Hoso... Made some dumb joke about lesbians in theater. Girl, not everything is going to work to camera. She's literally 12 years old. Like, you hear thespian, you say lesbian when you're Don't do all that. She's smarter than that. So Astrid explains what Dungeons & Dragons is, um, and they do her dirty in the edit again. And Melissa tells her to shut the fuck up. She explains it in person and in the confessional chair. Both times the edit does crossfades as if she's talking for uh, the full length of a podcast, which easily she could have been. Uh, Clearly, this is a a point of passion for her, and she's going for it. 
Truly. She wants to be a part of a year-long campaign in her personal life. That's what she said, and I said, no, why? A year. Dedicate no. a year to it. Is that like meeting once a week or twice a week? Because I could maybe do once a week, but there's going to be some off weeks. Maybe once a month. And, uh, well, then, just, well, oh, just 12 times. Just 12 days in a row. Listen, here's the thing. Eva knows how to act. If there's one thing about Miss Eva, it's that she went to school for theater, and she knows how to act. Now, if you um, were to say to Miss Eva, and you would say, Zip, what do you think she might say back to you? Zap! Zap. Zap! Zap! No one remembers that Zap comes second. That's what I said. Zip. Zap. Zap. Eva is out now, there talking about... Now, if you were to ask her... What the fuck is that? Unique New York. No, I was going to say, if you were to ask Red her what she was going to be doing if she was sitting in solemn silence on Adult Dark Doc. Oh, give me the full one? one. Give me the full one. To sit in solemn silence in Adult Dark Doc on a pestilential... Wait, what is it? I don't know it. I don't know that one. You didn't know that one? Theater no. gays, get in. Call. Call you in. know who hates the theater gays? Hoso. Hoso. She said, fuck the facts. Okay, now here is this moment when Melissa takes matters into her own hands and says, Miss Abora, I need to talk to you. I hated it. You hated it? So they walk down some dusty, empty road at the Ren Fair, sit on a stoop, and Melissa goes like, I used to be bullied, and um, they used to call me faggot all the time, so when you threatened me in the cauldron... You're talking about two drag queens popping off in a dressing room made you yeah. think about bullying? <laughs> I think that was a real stretch. Hey, Melissa, what's your last name? Be fierce. Bitch, be fierce. Like, pop off back at her. Don't ask for an apology and say that you have trauma. Too I don't harsh. get... Too harsh? Too, uh, no, I don't think it's too harsh because I don't think that she really actually cared that much. Very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. Yeah, I mean, like... Abora so, ab- thinks that it's... Oh. No, you go. No, you go. I just, I, like, Abora's like, I want to make it right by everyone. And at this point, I'm just like, you were, like, an annoying sort of cunty bitch. I thought with, she was being funny. With bad behavior. And then you return to the competition. So either be on an island and continue or just, like, flip the script, say JK, and keep going. But, like, them talking about it as if it's, like, tethered in any sort of like real feeling that felt psychotic to me yeah but here's the thing if she starts doing that if she starts only focusing on herself and like not worrying about it and she not would talking be gone. about her emotions she would be they'd give her the victoria at it and she'd be out but i i just like i just don't know i mean i guess she couldn't have done anything melissa said hey come talk with me it's like you have to do it and you have to like play into that game yes oh yes absolutely i would love to come do that i was like no yeah. you don't. don't just say no be like i don't think so right now but then they would have been like you bitch and she wouldn't have been and i would have been like i'm a fucking cunt and we're not doing votes anymore so you can all fucking work on yourselves okay and then they all have all of their equipment and they start like making their looks um, you know, Erica is like rhinestoning her pickaxe. Don't call it that. And um, uh, she was plastic stoning. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and Hoso is like putting like magic, like painting magic spells on her armor. Yeah, in Korean, and putting it in the spell book. That was really cool. Coco is like grabbing random items and like making this huge barbaric axe which was also really cool it was so cool it just melissa's look was so sorry they were all working on it it looked incredible yeah um where do you think this grand fair is out in big bear no i think this one might be the one uh i've been to this one i think hmm uh, did you? Coco's like, okay. ass was out all day. I didn't even notice. So is that why she said I'm not in attire for? Yeah, for, uh, when she or got wet in the gore scenario, when she got wet in the gore scenario, she came back and then she was just like in her little, um, 
leotard. She was like one piece. in her little leotard, except her balls kept popping out when she was like moving around. So um, she had this like little uh, loincloth on. I did notice something hanging off of her, but I thought it was just like fabric that she was working with that like got stuck to her. No, they like tucked it in there so that she wouldn't be obscene because when she walks away from the night, she, everyone else her is in clothes and her whole ass is just it's out. Just out. I remember looking at that being like, you better fucking work. She's the fucking best. Are you kidding? I know. I'm obsessed. So good. All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. Then we're back. The next day, Eva points out that Madeline Hatter had her famous tantrum on this very site. And then they all kind of keep quoting it. And then they, like, played... Like, I wonder if the sound will play. It was, like, echoing of her being like, fuck the big picture, Clint, Clint, Clint. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. You're going to make me look like an idiot, 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 idiot. Fully, fully. That is so funny. Um, And then. Also, I love Madeline Hatter. Makes incredible wigs. Get a wig for Madeline Hatter. Hubbub, 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 hubbub. All Attention, contatitis. Contatitis. And everyone is going like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you see the like mix, mismatched amalgamation of mirrors that they had out there for them in that like oversized gazebo? You know what I, I mean? I got to tell you, it gave me flashbacks to when we went on that Dragula tour with them, like the uh-huh. first one. And there was one city that we went to and there was no mirrors we didn't have anything so we were trying to get ready in our cell phones in a room and i remember um the boulets were in a room that was attached and they had mirrors in there and eventually i kind of get i got really tired of not having a mirror so i just kept barging into their room and being like thanks girls for letting me use these they didn't (laughs) like like that they didn't like it but we needed mirrors we were actually performing they were wearing one outfit um, the Boulet Brothers Divas. They're back and they are in black gothic looks with their heads beaded and adorned with some of the biggest headdresses I've ever seen and the muscliest legs on a couple of dudes. They they just each had their one like mirror. They're giving us the Angelina. Right. Just like thick ass, muscle ass, no tight leg. They like are that. fit. They work out. Honey, honey. They will put their forearm in a butt. In your butt. Okay, the judges are Misha Osher... Osherovic. Thank you. And Eric Grays. Now, Eric was feeling casual. Well, no, he did have spike a spike necklace on. Right, and it was fashionable, but like when the uh, when Darren Starr shows up with a, a veil and a headpiece and a little eye, eye moment... This did feel casual in this comparison. This did feel cash-y. Ca- casual. Um, but I really like Eric. He is on um, the Queer as Folk show that had a yeah. really good one season on Peacock. Um, now, excuse me, and I do not mean this to be rude. They're clearly an actor, but who is Misha Osherovic? I don't know, but they have been a judge in the past, and I think they work in the horror milieu. Act- it says actor. Yeah, I American think they're like actor. an actor in horror films. The Girl in the Woods, Freaky, Those No sound like Filter, horror movies to me. Never Born. <laughs> You're like, they're strictly rom-coms. The Girl in the Woods. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Starring Amy Adams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like uh, out in the woods with her glass of wine. Like, how did I like, get out c- here? Cackling, like... Tripping, like, oh, I'm Did so Did you see they're making clumsy. an Enchanted too? Yeah, Adam Shankman directed it. And now she's turning into the evil stepmother. It's like full circle. And Idina Menzel is not there. Oh, she is there for a minute. Yeah, and Maya Rudolph is in it. Maya Rudolph can do no wrong. Gank, 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 gank. It's time okay. for the floor show. And mama, we are in the Renaissance Fair. 
That's right. The floor show is remote, so these judges really got the short end of the stick. Um, let's talk about these looks. They had so to watch Eric, it on camera. Or just like, watch a video of it? That's yeah, they watched it on a monitor, but this is what I think happened. I think the location wasn't that far away. And so, <clears throat> pardon me, day two, they started early. <clears throat> Jesus. Oh, my God. Pardon. You think day two they started early and then had lunch early and in on the break, day came back to the set? I think they got like two hours to get ready. And then I think they shot their acting scenes. And then after the acting scenes, one by one, they shot their floor show. That's what this is. That's what I think. And then after that, they did a full company move and they met the Boulets on the main stage. And the Boulets were reviewing footage and the actors got to see them walk because they were fully in their looks on the main stage. Yeah. And I don't think you could like replicate the makeup or do whatever. But when did the the guest judges get to see I clearly if on your schedule there was no scene acting scene completed. So no, they I just said watched... they did the scene first. Yes, but who edited it together for the judges to see? In Someone while they were filming the floor show or like while they were on the go, they did like a rough it, cut a rough of cut, the edit. And then we saw yeah. the full edit. Okay. And oh, just like when they do the thing where they mark the take that they think is the best. Just Yeah, like and they together. just like yeah. piece it together. And then that way, you know, maybe they didn't do like a full filming of it. But I bet the 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 monsters got to sort of at least walk the main stage for the judges in their look. Not just file out there. Yeah. You know, that's I my, my that thought. Seems right. Because having them put these costumes on twice. Twice doesn't make, doesn't sense. make any sense. Okay. But also. It seems like a poor idea, so they maybe did it. Tell us about the looks, Erica. Erica comes out as a crystal gem covered purple troll, big ears, fun little hat. So she's a gnome, technically. I wrote troll, but she is a gnome. But it did seem a little like trolly. Okay, you're Uh, over it. I didn't like it. It was so, it was just not, I'm sorry. I love Erica and I think she's great and smart, but like, this was not it. This was not it. Abora was like this like woodland creature, sort of like this like natural wizard type with like a tall spiky hat. And baby, those like wooden shoes. I'm like, you should have done that for the witch shoe. Yeah. Get the shoe, baby. Get the shoe. Yeah. The shoes were incredible. Um, Victoria Elizabeth Black was, I mean, her thing was like an elf priestess. That was like mm-hmm. what was given to her, but she was showing so much body. She kind of felt like a, like a white witch nymphomaniac, sort of like Game of Thrones, like fuck queen. I think this is all just because of that Twitter that you're all horned up. Yeah. <laughs> a fuck queen. A fu- yeah, she's a fucking fuck queen. I I mean, she's giving body. If there's one thing that the Dragula girls love to do, it's give the body. Legs and hips. Hips and... and but I body. love the makeup. The hair was on point. Like, again, this could have been in a movie. Astrid is a bard. And yeah, and she had that, like... The color palette felt medieval. The like fabrics felt like woolen or woven. Yeah, it sort of it felt, felt very like it heavy, heavy, and like made sense and had a structure. And then she had this like lute that she like turned. She like retuned it to sound more medieval instead of like Appalachia twangy. Oh, that was great. I fucking loved this look. She had like a little beret on, little sort of renaissance. Well, and you know I love a little renaissance beret. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Eva was Amy Adams does Joan of Arc. Uh, ah! does. <laughs> like she Another was a, armor look from Eva. Yeah, she was a red-headed, armed human, like fighting in the square. Knight. She looked like knight. a knight. Yes. It looked like a knight. And it was a great costume. Yeah. Hoso was a dark elf, and she had that cute little top knot. 
mm-hmm. so it was like playful but then it was really like about the armor this was like such a good uh, for me like such a uh, a change of silhouette for hoso yeah it wasn't the usual like one-eyed big arm big like lunky thing people eater people eater this was like a different silhouette a different body shape the hair was different the makeup was gorgeous i love this yeah she ate this up the details were really strong her weaponry like also had like moss on it so she like looked like she was really like of the woods like an elf living in the woods like that was cool miss coco came she said let me give you these titties in this ass as she does every time. So she yep. was a an elf barbarian. So she had this really amazing floor show presentation. She had this huge axe, bigger than it could ever need to be. How come she be. didn't get to be the white elf? What's that? How come she didn't get to be the white elf? Why was The black she? girl had to be the barbarian. Oh. Well, I'll tell you this. Victoria, I just called her a white witch because she had that blonde hair. Yeah, like she had the white thing. The I was dragon. But, but I did go, oh, when they said barbarian. Barbarian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but so she came out and she was like, she was like honoring the vibe of D- Dungeons and Dragons, but she like fully brought herself to it. Like the nails, the tits, the little t-shirt, the hair, the attitude, the piercing on her face. Like that was all 100% Coco, but it was like fully, it was exactly what the Boulay speech is about. Yeah. It was her drag in the confines of the challenge. But also in a weird way, more than anybody, her body and her aesthetic fit the Dungeons and Dragons like are- completely. Like, the just the drawings that you see of it at, like, a game works or whatever. It's always, like, the full Coke bottle-shaped body on and, like, no clothes and giant weapons. Like, she looked like a character out of Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, it was and incredible. And the fucking weapon was insane. The weapon was so big, and the weapon additionally, like, she used it in a fun way. Like, she was playful. She sat down at a table, and then she used the weapon to, like, clear off all the bottles and the leftover shit on the table rather than, like, chop the table in half. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. she could have. It was just such a slay. She's always doing the most unexpected stuff, which is why I think it's so good. And then Melissa was a human barbarian. So she was really kind of in the, like... To me, she was in the, like, Xena warrior princess realm. Yes. Of, like, warrior princess. And she was giving it to us. She had, like, the face tattoo, the crazy eyes, the two hand sword weapon things. She went I'm to the nervous river. nervous with all these weapons. She, she got, got into the river. Mama, she could have gotten swim itch. You don't know what's in that water. Swim itch. Now, You're here's a, a question. Itch? Do you think that the girls had a lay of the land and they could see all of the options and they got to decide, give me in the woods, give me the river. I want to be in the like battleground or based on who they were production said, this is your spot. I would, I feel like maybe they like when they got there, they're like, girls go look around and see if there's any backdrops that speak to you. I would love if that was the case. That would be great. But then it could also be up to the director to be like, I like this background. Stand here, girl. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's why I love directing. Um, The acting challenge. Let's get into it. Team Astrid, Melissa, Victoria, and Erica. Whoa. What a dud. What a dream. (laughs) What a dump. Do you think it was the bad writing and the bad acting or just the bad acting? The bad acting was bad. Bad. Here's I what think... I will commend. I'll go down the list. I will commend uh, Melissa for her enthusiasm. And she knew her lines. Joie de vivre. And she knew her fucking lines. I wish. Okay. Oh, wait. This is what I want to say about this whole thing. Why didn't they give us that dump dee dump dee dump dee dump the music breakdown and show us these girls struggling trying to do the acting scene? This is a Dragula aesthetic choice. I can guarantee you that there is a meeting between Swan and Drac and Ian, and they sit around and they've decided. And Nathan and Casey. And yes, and Nathan and Casey. That they have decided that for the floor show, 
and floor the acting challenges, they will always display the best possible version. And then in the critique, they will show you the B-roll because this happened with witches, with Oh My God Shoes. We didn't see Abora stumble at all, but when they critiqued her, they were like, you could barely walk in the shoe. And then we got to see the stumble in the shoe. They well, it's didn't... a little good or bad, but I'm not saying that I want that, but I want to see them working with a director. I want to see, like, the act of getting them into the scene. The scene is the challenge. Show us the preparation for the challenge instead of just them sitting in two areas outside talking. Like, there could have been, like, oh, my. Well, like, they do this. They do this all the time. I know they I, do it all the time, but it's my note for the whole goddamn show. I, I will say last year they did do it with, remember, the like, when Hoso the was, acting. like, in the poltergeist. Yeah. Bed? They, we did see them getting notes and trying to, like, do better. Because remember, uh, Z- La Zavaleta was, like, fumbling her lines over and over again. And we did get that moment. Now, when they were saying in the notes, we're going to, in the critiques, that the director was saying that you were trying to Who direct do you think them. It was. was that just Nathan? Maybe. Or was it, like, I don't know, sometimes Michael Verratti gets in on these things. Oh, yeah. Oh, Michael Verratti was the person with the other person <laughs> the thing in the last season. Perfect. Stunning. Absolutely wonderful. Okay. So good. So the bad um, team, I feel like Astrid and Erica were like really dedicated and serious, but they were definitely in different scenes. Melissa was like the best because she was like the biggest and most dedicated. And Victoria had no idea what was going on. You said it. Just couldn't remember a line. Abora, Ahoso, Eva, and Coco immediately stand out the absolute winner of this challenge for me and like the shot well actually not shocked was when hoso started acting and i was like she can act like i was literally like out of she's the actress she can act she had an accent abora had an accent coco had an amazing character eva was actually the weakest link in this challenge for her team uh i don't i don't agree i do i, be, I unfortunately i believe uh, Coco was not great. I think that she got by because she didn't actually have to say any lines flipped up. She just she, went, ha-da-ba-da-ba-da-ga-da-ba-ga. No, she literally did a full character switch when she made the decision to like murder Hoso, and then she was like, do you see that you're speaking right now? I solved this for us. Let's go. And then when she like left, she went, bye, girl. Like added comedy. Change. She changed the tone twice while in the scene. That's not what I saw. Eva was just flatlining the whole time. And what do you think happened with Eva? She basically had a she panic had a, attack. She had a panic attack. And I could see that happening like they all said like yeah the room is hot and you and she out of all of them is literally covered head to toe in what looks like full wool yeah she was in full head to toe full with armor long wig and 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 i'm telling you those ren fair rooms they're not air conditioned i don't know when they filmed this probably in the summer for sure in the summer all the so with the lights the camera having to say your lines you probably didn't eat fucking breakfast that day you certainly haven't had lunch you certainly haven't and so you're like not drinking water like everything is against you i get it so she 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 starts to feel overheated she starts to feel claustrophobic and essentially turns into a panic attack and she's down on herself because of her performance she's like really in her head this i thought was so interesting because of course as they mentioned, Madeline Hatter had uh, like a kind of freak out also in this location. So she stepped out. And who was she talking to? Was she talking to that Ian? That was Ian. Yeah. So she's talking to Ian, and it's looking and like. He's over there going, Mama, calm down, Mama. <laughs> you need to stop freaking out, Mama. He's like, do you want to see my full butthole, Mama? I'm walking around in a jock strap, Mama. Mama, I've got a jock strap on under this, Mama. So he's he's being like really lovely with her and he's like saying calm down like take some deep breaths like they're talking but then they show Hoso and Abora sort of seated and Hoso is like mumbling under her breath she was like oh god i think they're filming it mm-hmm. oh god they're going to use this oh god they're going to film it and then <clears throat> in such a meta way they're even using hoso saying oh god they're gonna film it oh god they're gonna use it well they had to have some audio because they couldn't have whatever ian was saying to her on audio well because 
as a producer, I totally, I yeah. was like, this is the right call to use this little thing because now Eva has like a talking point. Like next week, she's going to be like, you guys, I totally freaked out. They're going to be like, get out of your head, bitch. But if you, don't you feel like if you were overheating in a room and like because of what you were, I, I had a similar thing happen to me. When I was shooting a thing, I was hot. My costume was three layers of stuff because I'm fat. And on television, fat people have to wear cup, tons of layers. And I was like unable to do something. And they just dropped the temp of the room for me and like, gave me a water bottle. And then we completed the scene. Right. And I think I, I'm not trying to invalidate what Eva was going through at all. But I think had she said, oh, my God, I'm so hot. I can't think straight. My costume, my costume. I just need some fresh air and not. I think she just. No, but I think that she didn't start acting like that until the scene was already finished and over. Like I they agree. wrapped. So I, I don't think that any of that has anything to do with it because it was like her job was done. She's allowed to have a panic attack now that she's done. Yes, no one is fighting you. What are you talking about? Well, you're making it seem like she wasn't supposed to act like that and that they should have used all that footage, and I disagree. What? I'm not... Did you, like, add something to this conversation? All I was saying is, like, she didn't need to make it a mental freakout. She could have just literally said... I'm so hot. This costume is too much. I can't even think straight because of the heat. Let me step outside. And it would have been done. But because she started spiraling, then they painted it as, oh, she's having a breakdown. Oh, a panic attack. Yeah, I guess I'm more mad at the fact that they did that to her. Yeah. I thought you were on their side because you were saying I that wouldn't, as a producer, I, I wouldn't I've ignore seen the that footage. It's amazing it footage. TV. Yeah, but okay. I don't think they should have. Okay. You don't think they should have used the footage of someone having a freak out? Well, it didn't look like she was. Ha That's my thing is it didn't look like she was having a real freak out. It looks like she was like, I'm hot. Can I go sit? And then they sent someone over to talk to her. Yeah, and then when Abora talked to her, Abora was like, girl, you got to let it go. And she was like, that's so easy for you. I can't do that. <laughs> that's a freak out, baby. Let's take a break. The Boulets have a chat. Yeah, we're going to be right back. Okay, We're we back. Are back. The Boulets discussed the cursed script. They're saying they're shocked that it was actually the better one because it uh, had a curveball to it. And they loved Coco and Hoso. And they thought Abora was much improved and not any drama this week, which was nice to hear. Yeah, totally. Um, and they thought Eva was unfortunately the weakest link. And they did blame it on her attitude. Yeah. So this was the thing where the where um Drac says part of what being on Dragula is is not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be air conditioned and here's a bottle of water and it's not meant to be you're doing drag standing up on your two feet. Like it's meant to be wild and crazy. And yeah. I get that because that is part of the show. But it was interesting. It's not like she didn't complete the challenge. Like it's exactly what you said. Once they were done, she was like, "I'm really hot. I gotta get out of here." Exactly. I'm a drag um, queen. Get me out of here. I'm a drag. Uh -huh. But also, it's like, yeah, they say that it's not supposed to be easy. But I also don't think that like taking care of another person's body temperature when you're on a set. Is that hard? God, either. what are you, Osha? I just care. Let her suffer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the quest script. Melissa did really well. <laughs> she did. She had so much energy. Astrid was fine, but she gave the director some direction. Would have loved to see that footage. Victoria didn't <laughs> know any of her lines. She kept flubbing them. Erica wasn't having any fun. And you can't be a pissed off no. You well, I'm looking at a really, pissed off gnome right now. You should really try being having fun. Hey, listen. Um, the one thing about Dragula is that it's not easy, and it's about having fun. So if I were you, I would just really focus on 
Go have some go. fun. Go have a, get out Let there and have go. fun. What, $100,000? Who cares? Who go cares? Have fun. Fun. What, everyone says they're better than you? Just go have some fun. You're having trouble taking notes that are directed at you and your drag in a personal way? Just have some Just fun. Just have some fun. <laughs> okay, get so out there and kick that ball. With the judges, the um, Cursed Script crew is awarded the winning title. So that's Abora, Eva, Coco, and Hoso. Abora and Eva are told they are safe. So after all of that drama around Eva and like her like air quotes freak out, it didn't even matter because she was safe. So I'm curious why they actually kept it in there. I think it's just going to be a talking point next week. But it seems yeah. like they could have got away with not even including it. Didn't it didn't need to be there. But I'm glad that it was something besides the threesome drama. The three triangle. Me too. But I um, think also it was very jarring because this episode didn't really have any of that. And so it was like all of a sudden there was so much other information being given to us. Yeah. And all three of those threesome people are still there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just acting like it. Well, it seems like one of them shouldn't be there anymore. Who? Abor? Safe. Abora and Eva. Yeah, Hoso. that's right. The well, judges... okay, so Hoso and Coco get great critiques, and Hoso is uh, deemed the winner. Stunning. <laughs> Do you agree? <laughs> what, that Coco is the winner? Yeah. To me, Out of she that ate group... this fucking week up. Truly. Yes. She was better than uh, Melissa. Yeah, she... she was better than Melissa. Well, Melissa wasn't in that group. I think I'm. No, I know you said out of that group, and like as if someone from the other group could have won. Oh no, no one from the other group. I think it was between her and Hoso. I agree, and I think that um, I just really loved Hoso's energy from the top and her way. Like, and I think that there is something a little bit more challenging about having to say lines that are backwards. Why do you think that Coco didn't have to do that? Because she didn't. She did. I'm gonna watch it again, but I I watch it right to now. Re- watch it right now, but I seem to remember her just saying gibberish. No, 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 no. She started with the backwards lines, and so did they. And then she was the first one to turn into gibberish, and then they also turned into Let's gibberish just watch for it a again, little bit. Because I have it somewhere. Don't touch that. Okay, here I we go. Let them do it. If there are treasures to be had in the underdark, I doubt anything down here will miss it. That's it's not wise to steal from the houses of the dead. There's something in here. It's just stuck. I almost have it. Okay, now they've gotten cursed. That the hell was what? That way talking, you are why? Coco. Speech of curse of books, Fault yours is this. You mean you are what? Curse the release and box to open you. Okay, gibberish. Ah, weapons back up words out. Do you still that? Okay, gibberish again. That was what? Tunnels these aren't alone, aren't we? Tennis. Survive together, Orc, must we? Draws near beast, whatever outrun we are to if movement get to need we. Yeah, Eva had the most backwards lines. Eva had the most lines, so I understand why she probably had a panic attack. Again, Coco had one backwards line, and then the rest is gibberish, and then at the end she gets the button on the screen. So I can understand why that would look like the most successful right and she was very good at it yeah and she cast herself really nicely in that yes. role because she said oh i get to go and i don't have to do much i'll take i'm just gonna say from my outsider standpoint she ate this up she beat everyone hosa was right there and could have won the winner is coco kane my bitch um so now the judges talk to the other team and erica was looking so plucked the whole yeah, the time. Whole they were time. The whole time. The whole time. That was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Um, so Melissa is told that her floor show was amazing. They loved she got in the creek. They loved she got wet hair. Um, and they basically said, you would have been amongst the top if you were on the other 
team, which does not mean she would have been the top. Like she didn't do better than Hoso or Coco. And I would argue that um, Eva or even Abora were better than her, but they were just trying to say she was the best of her team. Yeah. And I, well, the way they said it too, what was it? You should have been in the top had it not been for your team. No, they were like amongst the top or one of the top. They never said you would have been. Uh, okay. Chose Victoria, that it cool. wasn't clear who exactly her who her character was. Uh, the biggest critique was about her not knowing the lines and not being committed to acting. Swanthala said that you were a liability to your team. She was like, I'm going to be real with you. You were a liability. I, like, I got to be honest. I wouldn't want to work with you. Um, <laughs> but that's not me. I would love to work with you, Victoria. On that Twitter. You know what I mean? Oh, right. <laughs> Erica, they basically drag her costume from head to toe. Up. They eat her up, honey. They said, is this a Gus's fried chicken two-piece meal? Because, honey. I'm on the half chicken now, mama. I am up. <laughs> oh, baby. So they were like, uh, you're wearing a Hot Topic boot. Those are motorcycle gloves. You didn't do makeup all over your ears and your neck. You are not up to the quality of the rest of the competition. And basically, they drag her. They say that she's like shitty. And then Swanthula is like, person to person, human to human. Take a deep breath. Have more fun. Don't be so stressed out. Listen, have fun. I. It took me five years to learn to have fun. But you do it right now. You do it in this moment. Right now. Then maybe I'll save you. Erica. Erica. No, that's not what she said. Didn't she say, hold on, I saved it on my phone. Me okay, too. We'll get to okay. And then tell us about Astrid. They love the details, the attention to the character and the musical instrument, but they felt like it was a little been done before. They told her that she was trying to direct the director as well. They brought that up. What have, again... Quit telling me things are happening without showing me they're happening. Show me the footage, baby. Show me the footage. Get Did the shoe, s- baby. Get the shoe. So safe are Melissa and Astrid, and the bottom are Eric and Victor- Erica and Victoria. And in the cauldron, like they both just sort of say, "Like you all are my best friends. I love you so no, much. I love you so." Okay, the minute okay, <laughs> the minute Erica saw Victoria in the bottom, she was like planning her flight home. You know what I mean? If you're she was up planning her Victoria, flight through that trap door, well, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, I'm going home. Like I'm at ease and I'm ready for to fall. Like against Victoria, I wouldn't play. Oh yeah. Um, Erica goes home. <laughs> Why did they point at her and get her hopes up by being like Erica? We've given you something that you're known. We've given you something for your gnome to be happy about. Is it because she was stressed out and like pissed off the whole episode? No, they were like fucking with both of them because by saying Erica and then pausing, Victoria was like, she's going to be safe. We've given your gnome something to be happy about. <laughs> And Erica was like, wait, am I? Am I not? What she what? smiles. She smiles. Her the last face is like joy. And then they and drop, then they drop the shit out of her. And because no one who's been up there has been in the of these two has been in the bottom yet, they sort of don't know which way it's going. Everyone knew which way it was going. And I think then I think when they uh, like the next time Abora is in the bottom. They're She's gonna gotta s- go. But no, I bet if they save her again, they're gonna go, Abora, say goodbye to, and then they'll say the other girl's name, so Abora will think it's her, because she's the only one who's experienced it so far. Everyone else is, you know, has been safe the whole time. You're telling me you've never jumped from something high before? They've all experienced it before. No, experienced the, like, calling of the name. Oh. They're like, huh. <laughs> Erica. Kendra. Kendra. Abora! Who else went? Oh, Abora. She went on the first week. Abora, Kendra, Erica, yeah. And who was up against Abora? Astrid, right? Astrid. No. Astrid hasn't been up there yet. I thought in that first week. No, Astrid won the first week. Astrid won, or was second place to Victoria. Who was up there? Yavska. No. 
No, but Yavska was up there. It was Astrid and Erica. It was, it was no, it was Erica and Abora. And Abora went home, and Erica. And that's why stayed. they got mad. Yeah, and then, she and came then back the and was second, like, I'm not week, going anywhere. They had spicy foods. The second week was Abora again, and Yavska. And, no. <laughs> Kendra and Yavska. No. It was the witch week. Oh, right. Kendra and Yavska and Kendra stayed. And then it was Abora and Kendra and Kendra. And Kendra left. I guess we're really recapping. Girl, we always say like, oh, God, we got to do this. Then these episodes are over an hour. Well, because so much goes on. Get into it. But you hate the episode. You hated this episode. I hated this episode. Listen, maybe next week there's going to be something really fun and exciting. We listen, I love watching the show. I just think talking about it the drama is like harder to like figure out. I don't know. Yeah, cuz it's like I don't that's not why I'm watching it. I want to watch like drag people do drag stuff. Uh-huh. And I feel like we get like maybe out of a, an hour episode maybe 15 minutes of actual like drag. If that. we love drag. What's Here's Chan my question. Do you know what would take up some time if those little boulets came back and did their little skits? Would you rather the skits or the threesome drama? I'm happy the way it is in this way, in this current way, in which it Absolutely is. Absolutely stunning. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Spooky Seconds. Spooky Listen. Seconds. And remember, we've got some very fun um, events going on. Tonight in Los Angeles, the one-year anniversary of Fat Slut, Meatballs Baby, Meatballs Love, Meatballs Party is happening at Precinct in downtown LA. This is Friday, yeah. November 18th. Yes, and tonight's performance will be Judy, Beatrix Couture, Cornbread Jeté, mm. and June Jambalaya. What a fun lineup. That'd be so cute. And I'll be Who's hosting too. the sexy food eating or judging it? Uh, Danny Francesi and Michael Henry. Tell them to pull the meat out. You know what I mean? I know Danny Francesi got the cock. <laughs> got the cock. The cock, he's got the yeah. Also, on Tuesday, on Tuesday December, December 6th, 6th, it's our 300th episode, and we're celebrating with a live show here in Los Angeles Can you at the Virgil in Silver Lake. I cannot believe how many hours of our day have been, del- of, our ta- of our years. Anyway, get your tickets at sloppy300.eventbrite.com. Give or take 300. You know, sometimes we come in around 46, sometimes we come in around 115, so I would say overall, 300 hours. Also, if you live in Austin, Texas, or just want to come, I'm having a fat slut on Friday, December 9th with Candy Muse, Kennedy Davenport, Louisiana Persian, Low Tie On, and many, many more. So get your tickets at fatslut.eventbrite.com. That's fatslut.eventbrite.com. Come on, baby. You know we got to sell these tickets. Goodbye, Fuglies. Thanks so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. We'll see you next week. And this Tuesday, coming up on Sloppy Seconds, we have... Cornbread the snack jeté. Cornbread jeté the snack. No, cornbread the snack jeté. You right, you right, you right, you right. That's right. And I'm watching your cat lick his own dickle. That's literally his thigh. Oh, okay. Goodbye. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.